Yeah. Uh. We gotta, gotta rise up. Rise up. Yo. Go for broke, give everything, better yet, give your all. They don't wanna see you win, nevertheless, show evolve. Wanna see my demise, you can be in for a surprise. Cause the sun ain't about to set, now it's about to rise. Come hell or high water, we gotta rise up. Despite the storms of life, man, we gotta rise. All right. I want to welcome everybody to this episode of the Stages Mind podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Hill, presented to you by Double E TV. This week is my honor and privilege to bring to the program. She is a music composer. She's a music producer and a freelancer. Her name is Jenna Getty. Jenna, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. It's an honor and privilege to have you on the program. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I um, am a music producer. I graduated from University of Miami back in May, um, and I was studying media writing and production. So it was kind of a mix of, you know, music production and scoring for films, TV, all kinds of media within the music realm. Um, so just like a kind of a bunch of different things that I do. Um, but since I've graduated, I, I came back to Chicago. So I've been in Chicago. And I had a short internship slash job at Chicago Recording Company um, while freelancing. And now I'm continuing freelancing, doing, you know, writing jingles and teaching lessons and writing crime music, a bunch of different things and starting my own business. So it's kind of been a fun way to start my career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it like growing up in Chi-Town, Chicago? Yeah. Well, actually, I so I'm on the northern suburbs of Chicago, so I would I say that I'm from Chicago, but I'm a liar. <laughs> because I like I don't feel like I really got to experience the city until like now. Like now that I'm back here, I'm like really like going to the city and seeing it. But I grew up more on the suburbs and and the suburbs were like I feel like I got a good education growing up here and and everything like that, but I do feel like um, when I was looking at colleges, I one of the things that I really like wanted in a college was like I wanted there to be more um, like people who came from a lot of different backgrounds and cultures. And I feel like in the suburb that I grew up in, it was um, there wasn't a lot of diversity in culture. So that's one thing that I would say, like. I, you know, going to school in Miami, I feel like I really, it was so refreshing to me because, you know, the Latin culture is so um, present there. And there's mm -hmm. also just like a lot of international students and people coming from all different places. Right. So that was, that was really one thing that I liked about, you know, going to school. Yeah. Um, when did you develop a passion for music? Um. Yeah. So I've like always really been passionate about music, I guess just. Like when I was a toddler, I had like this one little toy or something. It was like a xylophone and my parents or my grandma, I think, picked up that like I was just, you know, able to like plunk out the notes and would notice if there was something wrong with it. And they so that's when they just sort of, you know, they got me into piano lessons. And from, from there, I've just always loved music. So, yeah. Do you remember like a particular song or was it a? watching television or something like what was it exactly that made you like man I just love love that you know well I mean I guess besides the um just natural gravitation towards music and the piano lessons that my parents got me into like I 
you know, I always loved singing. Singing was like my favorite thing. And I was involved in the choirs. And then like in, in middle or elementary school, I was in this one choir. Um, and the, the director at the time was the, the, he was like composing a composer for the Chicago Symphony. He nice. wrote like a lot of like Christmas music and jingles. So that's kind of, he was always like my biggest inspiration. I just thought like everything he, he did was so cool. Um, and I fell in love with like, you know, like being able to like when I when I was in that choir, like we would perform um, in this Christmas show and I w it was just like the, the coolest thing to me. And I just, yeah, yeah I guess that was just one thing that really right. stuck out to me. Okay. Now, fast forward into today, what you're doing, your freelancing. Uh, tell us a little bit about your freelancing and what it entails on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot of things that are going on in the freelancing. Um, so, as you know, I do a lot of work on Fiverr, with, uh, which I started a few years ago, doing the jingle thing um, for a bunch of, like, small businesses, people on YouTube. Um, yeah, just a lot of different kinds of projects random projects and then yeah. teaching lessons um on logic pro mm -hmm. sometimes i do background vocals for that and then i'm working for a few different companies one is like a music library called crime sonics and they do specialize in crime music um so it's kind of like a, a music library is like where you like film directors and editors it's like this big catalog of music where they can just you know they go on to universal production music or one of the big ones and they mm -hmm. just search into the term like oh i want action music it needs to be it needs to have horns it needs to be this length or whatever and then whatever comes up you know they can license it right and if it gets chosen then you get whatever whatever you get but so it's like that's kind of what that is and so i've been working with another company as well doing track descriptions mm. for them and then a separate music production company called Chai Time Studios, which they're uh, they specialize in um, world world music. So it's kind of like uh, they do a lot of work with like Disney Junior. There's this one show um, called Mira Royal Detective on Disney Junior that they're doing. That so it's a lot of like uh, Indian music there um, on that one. And so I'm the social media manager for them. And then I'm also starting my own business. So it's been a lot of um, I guess if you want the day to day, it's like yeah, you're staying busy. <laughs> it, it it's like uh, I like every day is very different. I guess, but right. you know, there's usually like maybe one day will be oh, I'm teaching a lesson, and then I'm, you know, um, giving two re meetings, or then I'm like doing, you know, a crime track. I don't know. Like there's just just like it really depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. What was it like working in the, uh, I'm sorry, what was it working like in the Chicago recording studio? Yeah, um, so Chicago Recording Company, um, it was it was a cool experience. I started out as an intern, um, and that was my second time uh, interning for a studio. Um, so it was like, I was I was used to the, the intern-like responsibilities and such. Um, it was... I'm just going to be honest with you. It was a lot of getting coffee. It was a lot of mm -hmm. taking out the trash and it was unpaid. It was, it was not a glamorous internship. Um, and it was a huge time commitment. It was full time. So I, I realized about a month into the internship that I didn't see myself pursuing, um, 
being in the studio full time as like I didn't see myself um wanting to just be a, a studio engineer like I think that an internship is really designed for people who are like oh yeah I want to be um like in the studio 24 7 right um and it's 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 not really a creative internship it's more of like a technical mm. internship like I love I'm a total nerd about like mics and and all that stuff mm. but I'm also I'm need to have some kind of creative stuff and so for me it was just like I realized that I I wasn't willing to um, dedicate the full time into the uh, the internship and the you know being an assistant for years right. to get to that point. So, but it you know it was a really cool experience. There were like cool um, sessions that you got to sit in on, and it was it's definitely a reputable company. But. Yeah. Uh, what have been just not only your time there, but just in general, what have been some of your most memorable recording sessions? Yeah, so um, I would definitely say so my the internship that I did before that at, was in Miami at uh, Gloria and Emilio Estefan studio. Mm. And that one at the um, that was like my it was really like a cool internship for me because like I had never really like been exposed to that kind of like world. And so I just like have, and, and the also the hospitality there was like really, like they as soon as you walk in, it's like oh do you want coffee? Like I felt like I was treated like family. Like the honestly like even the um, like the engineer um, Emilio's engineer he actually called me earlier today. Okay, like he nice. still he still like checks in with me. You know like there it, it was just like a very much like very like close knit community. Yeah. So it was um. Yeah, I just like I have positive reviews from that and getting so getting to uh, see some of the sessions like one of like Gloria's session like she was doing a Brazil album at the time, which mm. actually just got nominated for a Latin Grammy. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. And then the Whalers, um, the, the reggae band mm -hmm. from Bob Mar Marley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they were there, which was it was really cool meeting them. And they uh, their album was also a nominated for a grammy last year so nice. it was really it was really cool to see that but those were my two coolest yeah yeah it's very cool that you're um you know you grew up um doing things with the symphony i just uh, me and my wife went to see nas um like two i think two or three weeks ago he performed with the nashville symphony oh yeah it cool. was amazing it was amazing um it's probably my, i think it's my fifth time seeing nas but that was definitely my favorite one uh and that's saying a lot because his concert he did with Damon Marley, man, that was just like life changing. But the one with the symphony, it was, it was moving. So uh, yeah. it's very cool that you know you have that engagement, uh, you know, being with the symphony and just seeing all how it all comes together is just like a, a very cool process to watch. Uh, what was it like for you growing up in the Chicago? Illinois area and you transfer into life in Miami. What was that like? Yeah, um, I well, first of all, I know that you might you may may have asked this later in the interview, but I will t tell you straight up. I love the warm weather. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love hot weather. And so that was an easy transition, like a very easy transition. I yeah. feel like I was just like, I'm in my place. I'm in my environment. Right. Um, you know, the it was it was like and just being able to do music every day it was honestly a very um it was not a hard transition i would say 
yeah. I guess, I guess like in terms of like, well, there was a hurricane when I first got to, oh, wow. <laughs> I first got to Miami. It was yeah. Irma. It was like, I got there and then three weeks into the school year, Irma hit. Oh, wow. And so it was like, you know, getting to know people and stuff. And then Irma hit, we went back for a month and then I came back and then I was like, oh yeah, what, what's your name again? Like, yeah. So right. It was it was like a weird freshman year, but right. Yeah. Now in um Chicago, you guys probably had a lot of snowstorms and things of that nature too, right? Yeah, I mean back in the day we would have snow days and stuff. Yeah. But I guess now that everything is remote, like you don't have any excuses to have a snow day. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh tell us about your experience in college. Like what was that like? Yeah, um it was Amazing. I mean, I would feel like I was just exposed to so much music, different kinds of music. And like before college, I didn't know what, what like, I don't know, like I, I went, I also was like a, a jazz principal. So I was like in the jazz program there and I didn't know like anything about jazz. I was like the, the classic two, five, one or whatever. Like I didn't even know any of that. So that was just like, you know, I just like learned so much about the theory of music, history, like everything about music I learned and the people I met there were just so valuable. I yeah. feel like that's probably almost the most valuable thing that I got from college. That's nice. Um, what would you say is like the, I guess like the biggest thing that you learned in college that's helping you to this day? Um, that's a big question, huh? Um, biggest thing I learned in college I mean besides the content I guess if I want to be I'm, I'm going to get philosophical here sure, sure. but I think that you know really just following your passion and like oh. following your own voice because being in music school I it was overwhelming at times like you're you're surrounded by so many other people who are so talented mm -hmm. and it's so easy to like just like you know get follow the like what they're doing and be like oh i want to just like why can't i be like them they're they have all the talent and you know their career is so amazing but what i learned in music is that there really is no it's not like corporate it's not like you start out as an associate and you you know get to like everybody has their own path you really everybody has their own path and so like the quicker you realize that and just like get in the mindset where it's like, you know, I'm on my own path and maybe I'm not mm -hmm. you know, going at the same pace as someone else, or maybe I'm doing different things than somebody else, but that's okay. Like this is my own path. And so that's kind of what I'm still realizing. And, but. Yeah. Very nice. Um, what is it like to score a film? Like what is that process like? It is hard. <laughs> It's really hard. It's probably one of the hardest things I've done, but it's, it's like, here's the thing about film scoring is that like, you can write the best piece of music ever, but it could just like not work. It could just objectively like ruin the film, which is like weird to think about. Cause you would think, oh, like, yeah, composing and film scoring, they're the same thing, but no, they, they're really actually like, there's two, there's, they're different skills. It's a completely different craft mm. because having to support the story, the story is always first in film scoring. If you're watching, I don't know, like a Disney film or something and you hear a giant 
horn in the middle of a I don't know like really like sentimental moment like mm -hmm. blaring in your face you know what I mean like right there's just things that are like well that just ruined the moment right like you can, yeah it sounds good on its own but you know so that's just it's just so tough and I feel like there's been times where I would spend like hours just on like five seconds mm. just trying to line it up because things things in film scoring are like so detailed like you you have to line up specific things with specific moments like if if uh, somebody slams the door or something and then all of a sudden the music comes in and it changes and there's all these different changes going going on and you're like how do i make this cohesive and right like so that people don't notice that the music is changing. You know, you know, like you're not when you're watching a film, you're not even like paying attention really to what the music is doing because it's so right. But yeah, now, that's all. I <laughs> now, when you're doing the um, scoring, do you kind of come up with the process yourself, and then the director kind of gives his input? Like, what's that process like? Um, yeah. So the director is the boss. <laughs> so usually like i mean if it's an inner inexperienced director or if it's somebody that's you know open to a lot of like the composer suggestions then sometimes it will be a process of just like the the director saying oh yeah you know i trust you just do whatever you want mm -hmm. but um you know usually like if you were to go like at the very high level i'm sure directors you know they they've worked on so many films they know exactly what they want in the music and so they'll say, I want music from two minutes to um, two minutes and seven seconds. And I want it to sound like um, like Jurassic Park or something. And mm -hmm. they'll give you like a reference or they'll give you a vibe. And then they'll probably give you if you, you send it back and they they might give you notes. They might be like, oh, this sounds um, it sounds too tense for the moment or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Right. Do you have a favorite um, composer that you like? Uh, me personally, uh, Last Samurai is one of my favorite films with Tom Cruise and Hans Zimmer. Uh, oh, the yeah. Composing is uh, unbelievable. Uh, I, I still have that soundtrack to this day. Uh, anyone stand out to you? Um, I've always loved Michael Giacchino. Um, <laughs> just like The Incredibles and just I love I love the classic way the way he scores. I just love it. Okay. Um, and John Williams, of course, I feel like Harry yeah. Potter is like one of my favorite themes. Okay. Okay. Now what's the difference? Cause I know you score the films, but also you do the jingles. So what is that process like doing jingles? And do you find jingles less challenging than the scores or those are more fun? Like what's that process like? Um, yeah, the jingles, uh, it really depends on what the project is, but, um, it's a very, it's, it's it's way more uh like lighthearted and fun than than film scoring and the project the jingles are such um what i like about it is that they're sh very short-term projects like for film score it's like a really big big uh time and investment it's like you know you're scoring you know you're like working on it for days yeah. and then they come back and they're like we hate everything. We do everything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to die. <laughs> right. But with Jiggles, I sometimes want to die, but I don't want to die all the time. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Because it's like, you know, what do you, 
it's five seconds it's 15 seconds like yeah it's so short that it's like you know what i mean but the jingles are fun yeah um mm. usually they're pretty generic like they want you know something catchy fun but you know it's what makes it more fun is like when i get a project that's like really like quirky and they want something you know more like unique yeah well, hey, it's obvious you know what you're doing because in 2019 you won a award for was it the Scares and Scores Film Festival? What was that like? Oh, thank you. Well, that was yeah, that was feels that was so long ago. Wow, um, that was so. I actually put together that festival. Um, it was like a collaboration between the film fraternity and um, the Society of Composers. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my uh, professor Carlos R R Rafael Rivera, he actually. He was the composer for the Queen's Gambit, um, and he uh, he so he judged the competition or the uh, the awards, mm -hmm. and so I I had uh, actually uh, scored two of the films in that uh, film festival because some somebody dropped out last minute and I was putting together the festival so I was like all right I guess I'm doing this because nobody else is doing this, um, and it was kind of funny because. I sent, submitted all this, uh, all the scores to Carlos and, um, anonymous, anonymously, and he judged them. And so then he was like talking to me on the phone about it. And he was like, oh yeah, this one was like, so great. Blah, blah, blah. But then he was also like, um, this one was like, I had such a problem with this one. Everything was getting in the way. And, and it was just so like, it was, uh, blah, 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 it was a bad. And, and, <laughs> and so then I was like, well, those two are both mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the one that won was mine, but the one that was also the one that he had a problem with was also mine. So <laughs> it goes to show you that, right. you know, you could do great work and then it's it's really just, you know, either a matter of taste and right. a matter of, you know, yeah. project. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's like a ball player or whatever, you know, Tom Brady, you know, he may – Go out there and have a game. He throws five touchdowns, and then may have another game. He throws three picks or whatever. But the important thing is you just keep getting better each day, and and uh, so that's great to see. You know uh, your growth and your process, and just trusting your judgment. And and uh, so I know the more that you continue to do your scores, you're gonna continue to elevate and be nominated for more and more things, and and take on bigger projects for sure. Um, any projects that you're currently working on that, that you can talk about? Well, so um, right now I'm working on starting my own business. So I've been very, very busy with that. Um, it's basically uh, jingles. I'm taking the jingle thing in a different direction. I want to do something that's like very innovative and different. So I want to do, um, my idea is uh, jingles for education. So like using like these short little um, less than 15 seconds in elementary school or middle schools um, for teachers to use, like put in a presentation just to um, make content more engaging, like TikTok, you know, how it's short, it's catchy. Mm -hmm. it, you know, you remember things really, really well. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, that. so that I've been trying to develop. Um, and so just like, being on calls with teachers and developing the jingles for that nice. um has been a you know trying yeah. to similar it's similar like the concept is similar to like schoolhouse rock or um 
Hamilton. Those are like my inspirations for that. But like everything is short is the idea. Wow. It's like it's quick and fun. Okay. So okay. And what is it like being working uh the last year doing the COVID nineteen and um so what's that whole process been like? Uh, also, how are things going now in the area that, that you're located in? Yeah, um, so I feel like uh, the co uh, the COVID thing actually, in a way, was 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 good for um, because my senior year, I was really um, trying to, you know, prepare for graduating and, and start networking and stuff and try mm -hmm. and build new connections, connect with alums. And because Zoom was so, like, it, it's still so present, but mm -hmm. it's it felt like it was so easy to just, like, hop on Zoom calls with people, even, like, though I'm not in L.A. or, or anything like that. Um, and so I'm actually going to L.A. next week. And okay. some of the people that I was, you know, connecting with during the pandemic, I'm able to now meet in person. So I think that that... And then as far as like working, producing music, um, thankfully it's being a producer, like I, I'm able to work remotely there. Everything that I, most of the work that I'm doing now is remote. So, that, so it's, that's been nice. I, I, I feel bad. I felt bad for a lot of the um, music uh, or the like jazz voice principals um, who were like also in my year because yeah. they have like, it's hard. You can't really like sing in a group over zoom so that was tough at first but they wow. thankfully miami kind of um we had we we went back in the fall so mm -hmm. it was it was doable with with restrictions and stuff okay all right and um I, as we you know obviously we're about to enter into october of 2021 um besides your business um any goals or things you want to see uh come to manifestation for 2022 um the so the business is like a really big goal of mine but um i um i'm just hoping like my i'm i'm going to la next week mm -hmm. and i'm going to the production music association conference okay. and so i'm but i'm just hoping to really uh you know take things to the next level with the music libraries and production music industry mm -hmm. and um yeah, those are my, that's like my main goals. Yeah. We'll right. see about being in Chicago. I I really don't know. Like, yeah, there's a lot open still, but. Sure. Okay, nice. Um, well, we'll get to this part of the show. We do every uh, program. I just throw a couple rapid fire questions at you and you answer to the best of your capability and you answer and the first thing that pops in your head. Uh, okay. Your, uh, your favorite food. Sushi. Sushi. Okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, you're in Chicago, so that's why I threw this question in here. Uh, deep dish pizza, New York style, thin or hand tossed? I actually like uh, New York better than deep dish. Okay, wow, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, when you're not doing music, what do you do for fun? Um, that's, I, recently, I've been, you know, going out to Chicago a lot and just kind of exploring with people and, um, I don't know. I like games, board okay. games. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been to Chicago maybe three times. Um, you have a favorite actor? Um, I'm not like huge in actors and actresses, but 
I do like Jason Bateman from um, Ozark. I love that show. Okay. Okay. Uh, your favorite recording artist? Um, so this is really tough, but I would say the I really like Jacob Collier. He's like, you know, so he's he does such like cool things. Nice, nice. Uh, your favorite genre? Uh, I also can't pick this one. Can't um, pick this one. Yeah. I think just well produced and well composed music. Right. Now you already answered this one, but I'll throw it out there again: hot or cold? hot definitely okay. I, i'm like already in my snuggie not right now but like after this i probably will be <laughs> what's the temperature uh up there right now it's actually it's not too bad right now i think it's like in the high 60s okay. low 70s so it's okay. uh musical influences um that's a good good question yeah um film scores and um uh, broadway music i definitely think that's come in um the uh latin music from miami cuban rhythms that is definitely in a lot of what i do um i grew up on country music i studied jazz Mm. so there's just like a lot of like random things going on i guess into my influences yeah and i know you're so young but uh, i'm gonna ask this question anyway um uh, do you ever think about legacy and what do you want your legacy to be yeah, um, I guess I really just, uh, I want to, I want to inspire people the same way that I was inspired by, you know, like my choir director. Um, I want to be a mentor to people who are trying to get into this industry. Yeah. But I also really feel like I, I want to kind of create my own path and, and do something that's like outside of the box, kind of like innovative and something of my own like I, that's why i'm like trying to start this business i i just really like the idea of like using music in in a different um in a different industry or in a different using it in a an innovative way i guess yeah um and i just want to ask just one more question um how many hours a week would you say you work on music that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, that's yeah. I would assume a lot. It is a lot, but it's like at the same time, it's like it changes based on what phase I'm in, right? Like yeah. I'm going to LA next week. I'm not going to work at all, on music at all during that week. I'm going to be networking and seeing people and seeing LA. Um, but then like the week after that, I might just be like grinding like grinding out music so like right. however many hours there are yeah when i'm awake <laughs> right okay but um and then when you are you know for some people when they're stressed they go to music but obviously you are you know you're a music maker and composer so when you're stressed or whatever do you go to film or do you go to a ball game like what what's your go-to um, yeah when you, when you don't want to work on music I'm so glad you asked that because everybody, um, everybody, like the first question when I say that I do music, they're like, oh yeah, what music do you listen to? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I mean, I like, I just want to watch TV yeah, <laughs> or like do something else. Right. Cause I'm wow. like working on music all the time. Not that I don't like listening to music, but, sure. but yeah, I do feel that I, I really like enjoy like getting into TV shows or 
doing something with family or right. doing life things. Yeah. Well, Jenna, I definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast today. It was a privilege to talk to you. Uh, anyone that's interested interested in your products or services, uh, how can they reach you? Um, yeah, so you could uh, send me a message on Instagram. My Instagram is Jenna Getty Music. Or you can um, go to my website. There's a little contact thing um, at www.jennagetty.com. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and uh, definitely look forward to having you back. And you know me, I'm definitely going to be collaborating with you on some projects as well. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of The Stage is Mine. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. I want to thank everybody for their support. Those of you that have been watching all of our podcasts, if you're interested in donating to the Stages Mind podcast, you can send that two ways via PayPal or Cash App. Our Cash App is Terry from the A, and our PayPal is Double E TV One Zero One. Support this machine today to help us continue to do what we're doing. Also, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the Stages Mind podcast. Email me today at doubleetv at yahoo.com or call 334-498-5394. Thank you very much. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell for all things pertaining to the Stages Mind podcast. Until next time, take care. Give everything better yet, give your all. They don't wanna see you win, nevertheless, yo evolve. Wanna see my demise, you can be in for a surprise, cause the sun ain't about to set.